Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Old Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. It is 1134, and joining us is the president of baseball operations for the St. Louis Cardinals. That is John Mosellock. He is with us live. Hello, Mo. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. Good morning to you. I wanted to start with a transaction that just happened. We talked about the lineup that was released a little while ago, and Adrian Kisner was in there. He's been activated from the 10-day injured list. That's good news. He took uh, quite a shot there off a foul ball, and nice to have him back. You had Luke and Baker option to Memphis. Just tell us about uh, how Kiz is doing. Well, I think he's obviously he's doing well, or we wouldn't activate him, and we just wanted to get him in um, right away. Uh, you know, I think he probably could have started playing about four or five days ago, but given the um, requirement of 10 days, and I think he was just itching to get back in there. So uh, we made that move, and uh, obviously we'll be carrying three catchers right now, and so we'll try to balance that playing time as we go. Yeah, Herrera's pretty good. I mean, you knew that already, but he had a nice three-for-three three day yesterday. What have you observed from him? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, you know, obviously last year when we brought him up, we, we knew he was young. We knew he was still, you know, growing. But, you know, clearly when you think about what he accomplished at, at AAA this year, it, it was uh, very impressive. I mean, anybody that can carry a 950 OPS down there is is obviously uh, doing something right. And I think the biggest difference is he's he's been much more aggressive at the plate. It, it was a lot of what we saw when he was coming up through the minor leagues. And last year, I think when he got a, a little bit of a taste of the big leagues, I think he was a little nervous, a little tentative. And, and now he just understands that or feels he fits in. So I think just that self-confidence is very real. And I think you're seeing that both as a uh, on the defensive side of the ball as well as uh, at the plate. You see that in Jordan Walker, too, don't you? I mean, we all knew what a good player he was going to be. You told us. But I, there's a picture I'm looking at right now in the post-dispatch of him with his eyes on the ball and he's diving to make a play. It was a just a tremendous play. As he continues to gain confidence in the outfield, that has to make you all extremely happy. Yeah, I think we always have to remind ourselves that he's still a very young man and, and obviously a position change. So you know, we do have to be patient with, with his defense. You know, I think the exciting part is, is you know, he was able to make some adjustments at the plate. I think he's more comfortable at the plate. 
and he really gives you a great at bat right now. So that's great to see. This young man who's also 21 years old, Chase Davis, holy smokes. When I saw him hit the ball, he has a beautiful swing. He hits the ball a ton. But then I heard him speak and, and do interviews, and he's uh, got a big, booming personality. I, what did you observe, and how long have, have you and Flo and your group been watching him? Well, obviously, um, our history goes back with him back when he was in high school. So he was he was playing uh, actually in Dylan Carlson's hometown, and and so our scout was had a you know, good relationship with him even back in high school. I don't think he got um, drafted or the recognition he was hoping for out of high school. So went to University of Arizona, um, didn't play much his freshman year, but played a lot as a sophomore and junior, and um, I, I think. From an athleticism standpoint, you can see why we like them. You know, it really does have good bat-to-ball skill, um, very physical, and and so you know we thought it was a great opportunity to get him in this year's draft. You know, obviously when you're picking at 2021, you never know what you might get, and so we were certainly happy uh, with uh, with that pick. And you know, I know Flo and his group are really pleased with it. We're talking, of course, about Randy Flores, your scouting director and uh, assistant general manager. John Mozalock's the president of baseball operations. And Mason Wynn's another one of those players with energy and excitement to him. What is the latest on Mason and how he's been looking? He's playing really well. Um, you know, swinging the bat, I think you know, he too is, is you got to remind yourself of age, but um, a lot of growing pains at AAA, but, you know, holding himself really well. And, uh, you know, I don't think uh, um, anybody's disappointed with how he's going about things right now. Uh, you know, obviously uh, uber athletic and uh, making adjustments defensively and thrilled that he's holding his own offensively at that league right now. Obviously, we all know this is a tough time with the team and the standings where they are. I appreciate you going on with Joe Pot last week on this show and talking a little bit about your trade strategy, kind of how you're looking at that. I wanted to go back a week earlier and a conversation that you and I had, and I do appreciate you being open about that too, saying, look, it is fair to say that we should have done more and could have done more. Just to follow up on that, where, where do you think, and, and I think you and I were talking specifically about the rotation, just where is your mind on that right now as you look back as far as the offseason? Well, when I look back, um, you know, clearly uh, – we didn't get off to the start we wanted. Um, you know, obviously losing Wayno uh, at the end of spring training at the WBC, so not having him. And then uh, obviously, uh, when you look at at even uh, Miles Michaelis got off to the slow start in April. So just the depth of of going into the season of of guys like Woody Hudson, Matt struggled early. It just you know, obviously this this is a, a league where you got to be able to eat some innings. Otherwise, you just put enormous stress on the bullpen. I think you, 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 we've all witnessed it this year. And um, you even think back to some of our starts where we just give up a ton of runs early and then you just feel deflated. And, you know, I've been fortunate in my career not to experience this um, really ever. So um, it's it's certainly something that, you're definitely trying to learn from and, and, you know, obviously you don't want to repeat it, but you can see how, how when, when a team loses confidence, when a team feels like they're already out of a game night, day and night or night and day going into it, it's just like, it's tough. And I just think from an emotional standpoint, um, 
it, it, it's been a really long year. And so, you know, obviously um, we're going to have to look at ways to improve upon that. And, you know, hopefully there are a lot of internal lessons learned from that moving forward. Yeah, it is a glimpse into what you are going to try to do here for 24. You know, it's easy for me to say, well, why didn't you just go get an ace or go get this guy or that guy? That, that doesn't always, like writing a huge check now that you see what's happened to some other teams doesn't always work. So it's a, it's a little bit in the middle, isn't it? It's kind of what you're saying, that depth and, and innings is a huge part of this. Yeah, and I think like it's 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 probably never fair to just judge your team like mid season or end of season when you're in a place you've never been. Because again, there's there's a lot of emotions that are involved in this. There's a lot of things that 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 happen internally that that maybe had things gotten off to a better start or or a different outcome, things may have changed. But I, I do feel like this is a team that had high expectations got off to the slow start and then put enormous pressure on ourselves to, to try to get out of it. And, you know, unfortunately um, we really never got on track and, and you know, now we have a couple weeks before the trading deadline and you know, hopefully we can position ourselves well for, for 2024. And in that interview that I'm alluding to with Joe last week, you kind of said, look, it's more like a hybrid. I mean, we are trying to plan for now, but also a little bit towards the future. We're not looking at 26 or anything like that, but it is an immediate need to fix this. I think also, I know you well enough, you don't like the word that gets used a lot at the trade deadline, untouchables, uh, but do you have in your mind, you know, some some players, you don't have to say who they are, but players you're saying, no, this the, that's not happening, or, or is it anything possible? You know, I think the, 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 the best approach would be anything's possible, but you know, look, I'm, I'm human. There's certainly some players. I, I, I would say that there's a very, 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 very high probability that are not traded. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to really just look at the, a way to see uh, what's the best way to inject talent into this club. And, and we'll see uh, if we're able to accomplish that. So, you know, I guess uh, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I had I mentioned this at the top of the we're wrapping up here with John Mosaylock, but I mentioned at the top of the hour I had someone tweet in. Uh, Twitter is always pretty wild, but somebody said, you know, the Cardinals should be playing prospects. Winning is secondary at this point. I said, I, I, winning is never secondary. I mean, you, you're trying to learn how to win. I I think there's also this perception out there. What is your reaction to this? Where people are saying, are the Cardinals going to? Are they trying to win or not? And I, I've known Bill DeWitt for a long time. He has never struck me, again, this is the first time you all have been down this road that I can remember, but he's never struck me as somebody who doesn't want to win a championship. I mean, isn't that kind of what the Cardinals are built on? Well, I think we went into the season thinking we were built for success. I mean, you know, candidly, our team looks a lot like last year, but we've just had different outcomes. Uh, when you look at, at our club from a standpoint of – one run games we just have not done well um when you look at our club from just a pure like starting pitching era we have not done well have we been able to score runs from an offensive standpoint we have but you know unfortunately baseball is not just about one person it's it's a team effort and it's a collective effort and i think that's what i was trying to allude to earlier about when when things don't seem to be going right they tend to spiral on you and, you know, you think back to April, 
know, we were just, it was just really tough baseball. And then May, we started to like, oh, we're coming out of this. But then June, we kind of went right back in. And we've just not been able to find that that sustained success that allows you to, to play with that day-to-day confidence. And, you know, for fans and, and people that are frustrated, look, I understand. Like, I, I'm as frustrated as anybody. And, you know, hopefully uh, um, we can start to see better baseball and when someone asks, like, are we still trying to win? Yeah, we're still trying to win, of course. Um, we're professionals. We come to the ballpark with that in mind. But we also have to be realistic. And some of the decisions that may happen over the next couple of weeks are are a little bit more about the future than maybe just the 2023 season. Last thing, it sounds like the coaching staff has – the backing of this organization here. Am I, am I accurate when I, when I, when I say the staff, I mean, Ollie and, and his group there. Yeah. You know, again, I feel like we all have, have some blame in, in why we are where we are, but I mean, these guys are working tirelessly to try to get this right. And, you know, there's some things you can fix, some things you can help. And there are times where some things you just can't, and that's not necessarily a failure of, of, effort or strategy it's just you know we're, we're kind of in a tough spot right now and i really feel these guys uh, are are going about it right they're trying and um you know i certainly believe in what they do thank you for the time appreciate it very much and good luck today against the nationals all right thank you john Mosellock, cardinals president of baseball operations with us on kmoa this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 